Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to talk about nothing. The episode is over. Goodbye. Let's start with let's start with a non-racing question. We don't have too much to get to today, so this should be a relatively short episode. I don't think we'll go too far in. Next week we'll have Mr. Malukas for the last episode probably last episode of the year because the week after christmas i'll be i could do something like like the two days after christmas recording wise but there's probably nothing that's going to happen so maybe maybe next week will be the last episode of the year that being said i asked girlfriend to come up with these because i didn't feel like thinking on my own and i she always asks She'll always text me or ask like the next time we hang out. Oh, what was your question? Because she likes to answer them herself. So let's go with two here. One, I think you'll have a you'll enjoy this one. So we'll start with the non-holiday one. What's a cover of a song that is better than the original? That's a good question, because I feel like there are a lot of those. Yeah. Try to think of what the first one would be to me. Um, the first one that probably stands out is Aretha Franklin's Respect was actually a cover of an Otis Redding song. He wrote it first and Otis Redding is one of my favorite artists, but I still think Aretha Franklin's is better. That's just one that comes to mind first. There's a lot that I feel like people don't even know our covers that actually are. I also... I think I've played you or you know the version of Corey Taylor. He did a cover of the song On the Dark Side by John yeah, Cafferty. Yeah. yeah. That's actually like it rocked harder than the original version. I like that original song, but I think that version's better. I would say the Johnny Cash cover of the Nine Inch Nails song Hurt would be my pick. Not that the Nine Inch Nails version by any means is bad, but the Johnny Cash version is so much more emotional or yeah, emotional. Okay. We'll stick on the music theme here, but we're going to switch to the holidays. What is the most annoying holiday song? I personally think Feliz Navidad is really irritating. (laughs) As much as it's cool that there's a song that is kind of mainstream that's in another language that we play for Christmas. 
I, I, I mean, I respect that, but yeah, that song's just, it's, I find it really kind of annoying and super repetitive. Yeah, that, that was, that was my pick, but there is actually a, it's not on Spotify anymore. At least I, I haven't been able to find it in a while. A like trap remix. That's actually like, it's a little aggressive for Feliz Navidad, but it was hilarious. Like my brother and I found it for Christmas a couple of years ago. So I always really enjoyed that. I guess if I have to come up with something different, man, I don't know. Okay, let's let's I could go. Switch. No, it's okay. Let's go real hot takey here and go. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey, only because it's you know it's that one song that every Christmas everybody is like, oh my god, I can't wait to hear it again. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I much prefer like Nat King Cole or like the old you know, holiday songs and whatnot. So I just don't really, I don't know. It's just overdone at this point. Also holiday yeah. hot take the movie, a Christmas story, highly overrated. Agreed. I'm not yes. a fan of that movie. Yeah. I had to watch it a lot of times at Christmas and yeah, I was just realizing how many of the Christmas songs that are popular that I don't like. Okay. Like, I really don't enjoy last Christmas by Wham or George Michael, whichever. Yeah. yeah I forgot okay. who's, yeah. Did that one. And then the one by John Lennon that's like Happy Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? I'm sure if I heard probably it, would I know would. it if you hear it. Yeah. But I, I do prefer the older ones like Jingle Bell Rock, all those kind of classic yeah. like 50s, yeah. 40s ones. Yeah. I agree. All right. We'll leave those two there. As soon as it gets closer to 2024, we'll have another F1 league run by Grid Rival. Oh, I guess we can actually like talk about the fact that Pit Pass NASCAR is a real thing now, and we don't have to like slightly allude to it like we have been for the last months, couple months. So it has its own social media. It has its own show page. If you go to the PLP Twitter or mine or Frenchie's there's we've been retweeting it in the last day or so or if you go to pitpassmotorsports.com you can find the links to apple Podcasts and spotify which i i guess is where most people will listen we'll have at least one thing up before 2024 starts and then 2024 once it once the calendar flips we'll have weekly episodes and do more interviews some of the interviews that we did this year, you know, with Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott and whoever else we interviewed. I don't even remember at this point. Chris Rice from Colleague. I will. Eric Jones. Eric Todd Jones. Gilland. Todd Gilland. Thank you. I think those were the two that you weren't on. But I think I was on the Todd Gilland one. Yeah, you were on one. of. The, I know you were on Myatt Snyder. I remember that. Yes. Yes. But... We will kind of re-release them on that feed as well, just to kind of get people headed in that direction. And yeah, so I guess, Brunchy, do you have? Let's let's just like rant. Let's just ramble here for a minute and and kill some time because why not? Do you have any exciting holiday plans? I do actually. Before getting to that, want to say that Joe Manfredi won our Grid Rival League this year. Oh. He beat me by 307 points. I finished in second place. Wow. Someone named Brooke, and their username is just Brooke, finished in third. 
So I don't know. I'm trying to see. Friend of the show, Daniel. Looks like he finished in ninth. Um, who else do we have here? Just people that I recognize quickly. You finished in 21st, which is not too bad, considering that you didn't forgot set the lineup. races. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby looks like she finished in 23rd. Cody, 25th. So what you're saying is I beat Shelby and Cody and didn't even set a lineup the last couple races. That is correct, but I Yeah. also, let me see this. Hold on. That's embarrassing. Oh, yeah, Cody did set. They both set lineups, it looks like, for the last race. Yep. Embarrassing. That being said, yeah, my buddy Ryan that I went to college with, I think he finished either in or near the top 10. And then one of his friends, Nelson, Okay. who I know, and I think Nelson's brother also finished in the top 15 somewhere. Actually, I had dinner with Ryan and his wife on Saturday. So You know what what their are usernames your... are? Uh, Ryan's is Omen Setter something, something, something. Oh, I don't okay. know what... He finished in eighth then. Yeah. I don't know what Omen Nelson's Setter is. 2. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I have no idea. Anyway, your holiday plans. I don't really have anything that exciting uh, other than I am going on the sort of annual vacation with my fiance's family. This year, it's a little less of an international flavor than usual. We are heading to the exotic locale of Orlando, Florida for about five days. Is that So because there's a wedding in the coming months? that and the fact that 18-month-old twins, Yeah. my nieces, Yeah. are harder to travel with internationally. The, the initial plan, I think, was Dominican Republic, but then that figured why even bring them out of the country they won't remember anyway. Yeah. So it, it's shorter flight, just easier if we need to get home. You know, also just the concern of, and you know, not to say anything about Dominican Republic, but just if there's any healthcare concerns for them, you know, we're in the United States. So just all of that I get it. kind of factored in. That's cool. Nice. That sounds fun. I or girlfriend and I will be doing two and a half ish days in Connecticut with my family. I think my parents are going up to the Connecticut house. I think this weekend. So like they'll be up and you know before before we will we'll drive up next Thursday, like after she gets off of work and then We leave Christmas Eve morning to go to her parents. So we'll do like a little bit of both. And I don't think I texted you this weekend, but our parents actually met each other on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all went good. It was fine. It was I think it was like a little nerve wracking for me because I'm like, oh, I hope my parents don't say something dumb. And not that like my parents would. You've met them. But, you know, that like irrational fear of like, oh, I hope my parents are behave themselves or something like that. And because it like downpour, did did it rain like real hard near you on Sunday? Yes, all day. Yeah, so it didn't start raining until we left the city to head. We went to Longwood Gardens, which is this like really fancy kind of outdoor slash indoor garden, tons of greenhouses, you know, really cool displays. And they had Christmas lights. And so we were going to do dinner beforehand with my parents. And then her mom texted her and said, you know, Do you want to do dinner? So we kind of just, it came together a little last minute. And then it ended up, my parents were 40 minutes late because they got lost. He couldn't find the restaurant, found the restaurant. And then we went to 
Longwood Gardens after, which is that picture I posted on my Instagram story the other day. So yeah, anyway, we've rambled on enough. Let's get to like the five minutes of racing news. I actually found a little bit more than I expected, but which would you prefer to start with, IndyCar or F1? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, let's start with IndyCar, because I think last time we started with F1. I think you're right. First thing is, I think it actually dropped today, was that DHL is going to be the primary sponsor for Alex Pillow on the number 10 Honda. So we'll see those familiar yellow and red colors that have been in IndyCar since who knows when. I don't really remember how long ago that started, but did they come in with Ryan Hunter Ray? Is that who they started with? Or did they start with somebody else and move to him? I don't remember. I want to say they started with Ryan Hunter Ray, but it's been a while. It's been at least, I would say, probably just over 10 years at this point. Okay. Yeah, so it's been a, I mean, it's interesting that they're switching from the Andretti family over to Ganassi. But, hey, um, I guess to get on the champion's car, you're not going to pass that up, right? Yeah, it's funny when Linus Lundquist got announced that he was going to be driving the American Legion car. Everybody was going, well, what is Polo going to do? And you had to figure if American Legion was switched that something important would be yeah. happening for Polo, you know, in terms of sponsorship. So good for him to have that kind of secured and you know, good for him for or good for DHL for kind of not worrying about the legal mess that Pillow finds himself in. But I think Pillow is a good candidate to run the Pride livery in May slash June, kind of like Grosjean did last year. I think he did it for the 500 too, in addition to the June races for Pride Month. So I'm all on board there. So yeah, cool. I think the other question I was going to ask you about that is I was a little bit, like you said, hoping that we'd get some new sponsor coming in for Polo, like some big company that wanted to sponsor him. Sure. I mean, it is cool to see DHL continue in IndyCar, but, you know, I was hoping for a new, you know, like the return of Target or something like that. That'd be awesome. The better question is what will... Marcus R. Marcus Erickson's car look like next year because you know Andretti loses a pretty big sponsor that's been at least on for you know ten to twelve races the last couple of years. So that's a that's a pretty sizable hole to fill for for an organization. I'm sure we'll find yeah, out and soon enough. But is he still tied to Husky Chocolates? Yeah, but remember, he was bringing Husky along, and he wants to get paid now, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're still involved somehow, maybe at least as an associate sponsor, but I think I would be surprised if they were a big-time sponsor on the car. So, who sponsors Andretti in, like, Extreme E? Do they even have sponsors in Extreme E? Yeah, um, they do. Uh, let's see. Oh, I can't even pronounce what the name of their main <laughs> sponsor is. Of course. It is A-L-T-A-W-K-I-L-A-T. I'll talk a lot. Yeah, totally. I'll talk a lot. 
I, I have no idea what that is. But what is the company also, the one in Formula E? They have a main sponsor there, too. Avalanche? With those red cars. Yes, Avalanche, which is, what do they do again? No idea. So I think it's something to do with financial. I thought it was crypto. No, it's blockchain. Yeah, it's blockchain. So, yeah, kind of crypto. All right, well, we'll see about that. Maybe Gainbridge will just partner with another car. They'll, you know. <laughs> Yeah, something like that yeah. or auto nation will have another car uh did we also saw was it the meyer shank cars have different numbers coming up instead of yeah. the blomquist six... is 66 yes rosenquist is 60 and then elio for the 500 is is still the zero six yes okay so i didn't realize that that must be some kind of a lucky number for them i've never really noticed the sixth thing with yeah Shank. i didn't really think too much of it until this year but you know listen it's them against the world so you know we can't we can't doubt anything they say going forward ever so. all right subtle, subtle dig there <laughs> yeah um indycar is closing in on a second season of 100 days to indy and i know that neither of us watched any of the previous season it wasn't meant for us. I think it is, I guess, good that the, what channel? It's not UPN. They're not called UPN anymore. That's what they CW. used to be called. What is it called? The CN? CW. C CW. CN. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really watch cable. No. Uh, I don't really care about anything except sports. And I watch classic movies that I record. So I, I probably won't be watching this either. No, although the only the only reason I I would consider like going back to watch it or watching the new one is to get my girlfriend to watch it because I know she's you know uh, she's trying to you know at least understand what's going on in this racing world. So for her, it would be worth it, probably. Fair. But we'll see. But what do you think about? I don't know if this is your next news thing, so I'm going to shut up and let you go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to let you just bring that up. About the hybrid, that's what you're going to say? Exactly, yeah. Yep, that's what I had pulled up for next, is that they delayed the official launch of the hybrid, IndyCar did, until after the Indy 500. This is par for the course. I'm not surprised, given the problems they've been having. I think we heard about some of the issues that Alexander Rossi had when he spoke about them on Off Track a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, IMSA had issues when they were coming to the hybrid. I thought that that would help IndyCar in a way because, I mean, you have GM, you know, in the form of Cadillac. Sure. And then you also sure. have Acura, like Honda. And I thought that they would be able to carry over some of that technology and really have a good handle on it. But clearly not. I am a little disappointed. I think it's embarrassing because... You have to. You set a deadline, and you expect it to be ready. And you know, hybrids not even full electric. This is you know, IndyCar is be kind of behind the ball with even moving over to hybrid, and the fact that they aren't able to get it, I guess, fully up and running on time, I think is not necessarily a good look. But it's better than rolling it out and having it not work. So if they want to be confident and delay it slightly and it's actually going to be flawless, then I think everyone will forget that they've delayed it, and, and it'll, it'll all be okay. We won't even remember that it 
was supposed to start at the beginning of the season and didn't. But it'll be interesting to see like what the changes in driving dynamics or results are like, you know, like pre and post hybrid, right? So it's like in the middle of the season, who knows when it gets brought in at Detroit or something. Will that change the whole picture of the season and the results before then? Who knows? That might be kind of fun, but also might piss the team off that doesn't get their handle on how to set up a car with a hybrid as well. Yeah. I don't even know where to start between, I don't know. It's, it's been a string of not good news for a new car lately. And I'm sure maybe the next thing we talk about is another thing that's on my mind. Yeah. So I'll, I'll save that, but yeah, I mean, I had heard it was a couple months ago at this point that the program was kind of a mess and wasn't nearly far along nearly enough progress had been made at least a couple months ago. I think you and I were texting about it after I got off the phone. But, you know, on one hand, you go, okay, this is good because IndyCar is making sure they do this correctly. But I feel mm -hmm. like delaying it until after the, like, just delay it till 2025. This midseason shift, where, like, you know, okay. this isn't like, hey, we're going to add a green tire compound or a new wet weather compound midseason. This is we are going to add 60 pounds of weight ish to the car. We're going to change fundamentally how the car handles because of, you know, a new weight distribution. So everything that you've tested in the last you know handful of test days before the season, you know, say early 2024 through the Indy 500 is now useless. So it's just. I'm not saying it's like a safety issue, like, oh, cars are going to crash because they're not used to it. I don't think it's it's that kind of deal. But cars that are good at the beginning of the year might be turds after the, the hybrid comes in and vice versa. And I just feel like that's not a good look. I just I, it just seems like it makes more sense for the series to go. Listen, we have some issues, whether it's supply chain or there's just some stuff going on that we're, we're just not far far enough along that we should just go you know what let's start it in 2025 give give everybody some extra time you know give some plenty of test days between you know during 2024 even during the season just do a shitload of test days make sure every hybrid component works like you intend it to because if they get part way through the season and a it's still not ready now it looks even worse and B, if they put it on the car and there's just like ridiculous issues like, you know, a car won't start or it dies in the middle of the track or something. That's even worse, worse. So I don't know, man, this is. It's just it's a tough it's a tough spot for them to be in. I, I, I know it's it's not an enviable position, but. When. F1, despite being boring, is growing in popularity. NASCAR just yesterday or today said, we're not too concerned about electrification because our fans have repeatedly said we want, you know, loud noise and high power. So why, you know, IndyCar is at a very important point right now. And I'm just going to leave it at that. They just need to make sure they need to take their time and do the right thing.
NASCAR is going to go back to, or not back to, they're going to start running on moonshine as like clean fuel. Hell yeah. Then we can get drunk after the races. <laughs> on the fumes. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's a precarious position for IndyCar right now. They have some important decisions to make, especially because of this other news that we saw come out in the fact that Honda came out and said, we have concerns over the costs. Actually, the comments were from friend of the show, Chuck Shivsky, the uh, American Honda motorsports manager. I mean, in an interview with Racer, I believe, and Marshall Pruitt, he said something about reducing costs of the engines, that it's too much money and that they'll go somewhere else and they could go to NASCAR or further invest in F1 or something that's not motorsports at all. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. So because Honda is running essentially, I think, over half the field, right? 16 or 15, 15 yeah. cars. I mean, still over 15, half the yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah. That they're really out a lot of money. And if they're not getting the investment in terms of people buying Hondas or the ad revenue or just whatever their metric is, then it makes sense for them to do what what is best. And I think hopefully this is a bit of a, I don't know, kick up the rear for IndyCar to say, like hey, this call. is one of your yeah, yeah really good partners essentially publicly saying you need to cut the costs and we need to do something different and new and improve this product because we can't spend this much money for what we're seeing. And, you know, that's, it's kind of scary. I would, if I was be, if I was IndyCar, I would be extremely afraid right now that Honda said this publicly because, Hey, that is, that would be a huge loss. We're trying yeah. to get a third engine manufacturer. Lose, lose one of your best partners and longest standing partners since what, 1994, 93? They came in with Ray Hall. I mean, that's, that's as old as me, the partnership between Honda and IndyCar. So, you know, they've got IMSA. IMSA's looking really good. Their, their involvement in F1 is apparently expanding. They don't have to be involved in IndyCar moving forward if they don't want to. So there's got to be a reason for them to do it. And IndyCar needs to show them what that is. 
Yeah, it's first off, the one thing that's confusing to me and somebody else and I were talking about this privately is Honda all the way back in 2011 was the one that was pushing IndyCar to for some sort of hybrid electrification sort of thing. So it's mm-hmm. ironic that now that we're there, they're going, uh oh, costs that at the same time is just kind of a little anecdote or side note, but it's not good. It's just like. This is all this news that's like not necessarily the end of the world, but god damn, it's just yeah. I, I know the IndyCar's been close to a third manufacturer multiple times, and it hasn't happened for whatever reason, and that's to no fault of IndyCar. But they've they've essentially been given a year warning. Hey, figure this out by the end of twenty twenty four, sometime early twenty twenty five. Or after 2026, we're out. Because if IndyCar doesn't figure it out, you know, they're not going to, Honda's not going to give them a grace period and say, hey, you know, partway through 2026, if things are looking good, maybe we'll change our minds. That's not how any big company works, especially one that's in tons of racing as it is. And I'm sure Honda's looking around going, wow, you know, NASCAR's doing some interesting things. F1 is still gaining in popularity. WEC is getting more popular again. IMSA is seeing a huge influx in manufacturers. What else can we do? And, you know, maybe they're... And listen, you and I heard some stuff last year at Daytona that was definitely not, not a positive... Did not shine a positive light on anything going on in IndyCar. Because I think... Mm -hmm the biggest frustration from what we heard isn't necessarily that it there's a hybrid component and it's expensive. It's, you know, does this singular hybrid component really make a difference to anybody who is a fan of IndyCar? And I'll let you figure out your own answers to that and we can keep going. Yeah, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was sort of a concern about how much are they actually going to highlight this, right? How much are they, how are they going to incorporate this hybrid feature to make it something that's relevant for people watching and not just something they can't, we can't even see and that's never talked about. And yeah. So anyway, the last piece of IndyCar news that I have is Pato Award responding to some comments made by not friend of the show, Danica Patrick about Logan Sargent. Yeah, go on. So I guess Danica at some point said that Logan is not super famous in the United States, which I think is probably true because he didn't come up through the ranks. Um, He's only becoming more well-known as he spends his time in Formula One. And Pato responded by saying that he doesn't agree that because Logan didn't come up in the American ranks that he's not well-known. That all these other guys also grew up in Europe, like Bolton Herta, but they're very well known in America. uh, And he doesn't think it matters if your upbringing was in America. He said, to be fairly honest with you, a lot of Americans have no idea what IndyCar is. So I really don't think it makes a difference. I think it usually speaks to results. It has nothing to do with, oh, he wasn't in America. That's definitely not accurate at all. And I 100% agree with Pato on this, not just because of my bias against Miss (laughs) Cranky Pants, wild conspiracy theory lady alien whatever the person flat 
Exactly. All that. Um, think about the most popular drivers in IndyCar. I immediately go to Tony Kanan and Elio Castro Neves. They came up in the ranks like here, right? In Indy Lights. But that wasn't really why they were. I mean, it had nothing to do with them being American that they were popular, right? It, they were Brazilian. And we they basically got adopted. Sure. Sure. As and and we've also had people who came up in Europe that were extremely popular. Like look at Alex Zanardi, and how popular True. he was. True. I mean, it doesn't matter where you come up; it's your results and your personality. And so, unfortunately, Logan Sargent doesn't really have the results at this point, and we haven't seen a ton of personality out of him. And so, I think that's probably what's holding him back from being more well known. It's just not. You know, he's not at the front in F1. He doesn't get that much time on the broadcast. He doesn't get that many news articles written yeah. about him. And so it's not because he's he didn't come up in the United States. I totally agree with Pato. It's about his results. Yeah, I don't think it matters whether you come up through the ranks in the U.S. or Europe when it when it comes to popularity. It's if you're not winning through the ranks or if you're not winning when you get to F1 slash IndyCar, nobody's going to know who you are. And yeah, his, Look his, at IndyCar, yeah, his IndyCar points are unfortunately accurate. And that's a whole yeah. nother issue that we can save for, for another day. But every time Danica talks this off season, it's like twice as irritating as it usually is. So I can't wait for her to just, I don't know, go cover golf or something that I don't watch. Good idea. Maybe she can go do like the extreme e broadcast or uh, e scooter. I was gonna call it i scooter, but yeah, e scooter. I scooter is like the the indie lights of e scooter. Yeah, yeah, true. We got. We're gonna start that. <laughs> exactly. So that's all I have for IndyCar, and I just have a couple of F one notes before we wrap up for the week. Okay. The first piece of news is that Andreas Stella the team boss at McLaren, or I guess he's the team principal, correct? And then Zach Brown is like the CEO of McLaren, I think. I think that's what it is. Sure. Um, he gave us his top three drivers in F1. Okay. Top three ranked on the grid right now. And he said Max, obviously. Sure. Lando, which I feel like he kind of has to say, right? I mean, someone on his team. And then yeah. Fernando Alonso, who he worked with at Ferrari um, from 2010 to 2014. The big, I guess, kerfuffle over this is that he didn't mention Lewis Hamilton oh, as one of the top no. three drivers on the grid. Oh, so the people humanity. are all angry. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that's a big omission on his part? Is he throwing shade? Is it a conspiracy against Lewis? Um, is Andrea Stella now a racist as some people are painting him? Uh, no, 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 and no. Seriously, this is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's simple. Listen, if if he didn't feel the need to be like, hey, Lando is one of the best, because obviously he's going to put one of his own drivers up there. I'm sure mm -hmm. he would he would say Lewis Hamilton. Anyway, Lewis Hamilton didn't win a race last year, and that's because mm -hmm. Mercedes isn't that good. So was he one of the top three drivers in 2023? No. So, like, we just we need to move on. We, we just... Well, I'll play devil's advocate and say that neither Lando or Fernando won a race last year either. 
Yeah, that's okay. That's that's a fair point. But the my the rest of my point still stands, and let's let's go on. No, I agree. But I, I stupid. I chose the most irritating F one news on purpose because that's pretty much all we have about F one right now. So okay. I wanted to highlight it for our listeners and for you. Thank you. Speaking of Lewis Hamilton, he said that he has full faith in Mercedes after seeing the W15 in the wind tunnel during a visit to the factory after the end of the season. He said, essentially, the mood's very positive at the factory, that all members of the team are incredibly grateful to have gotten second in the Constructors' Championship, and that he sees them all working really hard in the right direction. But essentially, he was leaving yesterday, and he just popped in to see where we were. And when I came back, it will be a different animal. I have full faith in everyone that's working on it, and I'm hopeful that we'll be in a much more competitive position next year. So the headline, actually, of this article is a little bit misleading, I would say, because saying he has full faith, mm, it's not full faith in the car. It's full faith in the team. He's, he hopes they're going to be in a more competitive place. So I'm grasping at straws for news, but we'll see. I think this is kind of just a... What is it? PR speak from Lewis about oh yeah being yeah. positive and motivating 100%. people on the team. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Anyway, what else do we have here? Oh, did you hear about this stupid thing about oh Lewis purposely left his trophy at the FIA ceremony as a form yeah. of protest? Yeah. Um, Mercedes said that he did not give away his trophy. He left it with officials to be sent to the team, which is a practice common at prize giving. I 100% believe that. I mean, why would he take it with him, right? Like to fly back with it or wherever. I don't know where the prize gala was or, or the end of season ceremony, but it's going to go to the team. So why is he going to take it with him? I just, all these fake controversies are hilarious to me. And I love Exhausting. to bring them up because, yeah, it just shows you I mean, in IndyCar, we're talking about like, oh, one of the engine suppliers literally said, we may leave if we don't see this as a, a good investment moving forward. That is real news, real controversy. Meanwhile, F1, they're talking about, did Lewis, the creating just a problem out of nothing, right? It's it's so absurd. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? Is Can we, uh, can we wrap up? Uh, I have one other thing. Okay, let's do it. Apparently, the FIA issued a ruling to stop unfair collaboration between F1 teams. So I guess this was looked at as like a way to check teams, especially Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Um, he believes that they can't just partner completely. So who knows... If this means that maybe it won't make sense for Red Bull to have Alpha Tower moving forward, but I guess there's going to be stricter regulation looking at these collaborations and preventing them from sharing a lot of information. I mean, obviously, you can still have the engine supply from yeah. a Mercedes powering half the grid or Ferrari, but I think they're talking mostly about aerodynamic solutions because sure. that has been so important. And you know, I mean, what everybody wants to copy each other on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That's the least irritating thing you've you've said about Formula One. So I yep. have no issue with that. But yep, that's why I All saved right. it to last. 
yeah i appreciate that all right well that's all we got again next week is the malukas episode it will not be edited at all it will literally go out like it sounds as we sit here and do recording because as soon as that is done i need to pack for connecticut and yeah so everybody have a lovely weekend stay warm and toodaloo it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.